welcome to Feng Shui Your Day. We'll discuss topics to get your home and your life in order that makes sense. You'll hear simple solutions to live with less stress, leading to productivity, better relationships, and so much more. Catherine Wilking, our Feng Shui coach, helps you to create a life you love through better function and flow. Join us for this episode and you too can have a Feng Shui day. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you're listening from. I'm Catherine Wilking, host of Feng Shui Your Day, and today we're going to talk about podcasts on this podcast. So what's different about this episode? Our guest today, Alicia Galati, runs her own agency. It's a full-service podcast management company. And wait for it, Alicia is going to reframe podcasting for us today. She talks about different ways to use this tool. And yes, there's many businesses getting their voices out there, but some people have other interests and needs. Alicia works with nonprofit organizations, education, counseling, special needs, and she has a story to tell. She loves serving the world. She works with those who have an established audience and that they're looking to connect in a new way. And often they don't always know where to start when launching a podcast. And that's where she comes in. Let's jump right in. Hello, Alicia. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. Uh, I am excited too. I'm really glad we can work this out today here. Alicia, we're going to jump right in here. Just tell us a bit about your experience using a podcast for grief processing. I find this fascinating. Please go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm just going to jump right into, I grew up in a cult and, uh, that was a very interesting experience. Uh, grew up, I'm the oldest of five. Uh, my mom was a addict for the majority of her life and then passed away in 2019 due to a drug overdose. So when that happened, my sister and I, you know, obviously grieving and I, I have one sister, all the other ones are brothers. And I wanted to explore this idea of why did she join the cult? Because we joined when I was 11. So all of my siblings are all younger than me. And we were there for, it was supposed to be an 18-month program. We were there for 10 years. Why? And so, yeah. So well, it's what like, kind of, just what kind of a cult? What am I envisioning here? Yeah. So if you think like fundamentalist, biblicist Christianity, that was about what it was, okay. just a program to help women who were addicts get their life together. But it was a place for the women and their children to live. And it was a very secluded, there weren't a lot of places out there at that time that were for women and their children. A lot of them were just women, just men, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So this was like, a big deal, right? So we could stay with our mom. It was exciting. And then we explored through this podcast was the why, because we couldn't ask our mom, why did you join it? Because she wasn't here anymore. So yeah. it was really about exploring the, like sharing our story, which we actually waited about 30 episodes to actually tell our story. Ooh. And it was more about just exploring the different cults that happened throughout history. The why did diving into the psyche of why people join, why people start them, how they grow, those kinds of things, and really just kind of exploring our own our own lives and how how we grew up. So it was, it's called Two Sisters and a Cult. We no longer produce, but it is out there if anyone ever wants to listen. 
I think that's fascinating. And um, we've got so many interesting questions to ask you as well, too. So you processed this with an audience and you received some of the support and some of the answers that you were looking for. I think that's brilliant. And I've always believed together we can we can all support each other and make the world a better place. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. You were talking, we had a little pre-interview and we were talking about different ways to put a podcast together, not just for, for business and sales, but now we've got one for grief processing, probably a health network or some sort or exercise network, but there's one for education. Tell us what they're doing now about using it for education. Yeah. So our clients tend to use their podcast, not just as a place to grow their business or to generate leads. It can be used as just a singular place to educate their audience. So that's how I use my podcast about podcasting is I know that the majority of the people who are listening can't always afford the higher price point of our services and our one-to-one services. So this is my way of being able to educate people on the things that I'm discovering in podcasting, the information that they're going to need to be successful and do it themselves without having to dish out a ton of money and they still get that value. They still get the information. And I mean, we even have clients where they'll listen to my show and I'm like, well, you can just talk to me. Like I'm right here. But they listen to the show and they'll come to me and say, Hey, I, you talked about this thing. I thought that was interesting. What if we tweaked our podcast that way? You know, things like that. So it's a way just to really bring that education to people, but even beyond the business side. So if there are a few different ways that podcasts can be used. So we've talked about processing, right? So that like emotional processing, uh, the education as well. Entertainment Mm -hmm. is another big one. So a lot of the celebrity podcasts, a lot of those like uh, comedy podcasts, true crime podcasts, those ones would be under the, under the entertainment. And I would, the other one would be like information, but I feel like that one is geared more towards the education. But the one thing that makes the information podcast different is it's more the news podcast, which I don't personally listen to because I don't want to know what's happening <laughs> except certain things and Good certain point. times. <laughs> um, so that's not one that I'll listen to, but like the daily news has one where it is daily and they have a podcast. So it's people's way of being able to get that news and that information rather than being educated on a topic. Yeah. They have a way that they can condense the news into you know, uh, bites, I guess they call it, and just get the, get the headlines and then great. I don't have to watch the news feed all freaking day. Yes. Um, and, you know, it poisons your mind. It really, really does. It sets up people in a fear mode. You know, they're all, they're all going to run to Costco and buy out the store. Yeah. And then now, and my, then, then, I, then I come in because their houses are stuffed. <laughs> stuffed and stuff and they can't get out from under it to uh to have a good day so you know it's it's an endless loop for sure for sure so there's a few myths about hosting uh and guesting on a podcast here i wanted to to address them because it's not all rah-rah it is it's a little bit of work right and you have to be on point and if you're gonna uh record it audio and visual You've got, there's like, there's a multitude of things to worry about, sound and lights and all the rest of it. But for results, a lot of people are falling short 
and discouraged about podcasting because they've been promised different things. One of them being is you're going to make gobs and gobs of money. Do you want to address that one first? Yeah, let's address that first. So this idea of you launch a podcast and you're going to sell it to Spotify for millions of dollars because that's what Joe Rogan did. Like, okay, let's break that up for a bit. (laughs) Joe Rogan is a household name before podcasting. You think Fear Factor in the 90s, like his uh, rest. I don't know the wrestling WWE or whatever it is now, like known in that known in the martial arts space like like i'm not a household name so when i start a podcast i need to make sure that i have an audience who's actually going to listen to it so when we started our cult podcast just as an example i spent three months building up that audience teasing out the podcast teasing out the content letting people like bringing awareness of like hey we are here and we're doing this thing That led to us getting 150 downloads in the first week, which for an unknown person, an unknown podcast is not bad. Like that's really good. It's really good. Yeah. If we had just launched it out into the world and been like, hey guys, there's this thing. (laughs) Listen or don't. I don't know. (laughs) We probably would not have gotten nearly that number. It would have been like five downloads in the first week, which isn't actually that bad. So when you think of the numbers, and I'm a data person, I like to look at the numbers. If you get 250 downloads, first 30 days of an episode going live, you're in the top, I want to say it's 15% of most podcasters. That's 250 downloads. That is it. So if you're getting more than that, then you're in even a higher percentage. Mm -hmm. But I think people think, oh, I'm going to get thousands of downloads and all these sponsors are going to call my name. (laughs) That's not how it works. It takes time. And the more episodes that you produce, since podcast listeners tend to be binge listeners, then the more downloads you're going to get. But that first month, like we tell our clients, we don't look at the numbers until about three months in. And mm-hmm. even then, they're not going to be great. Six months in, they're going to be a lot better. A year in, they're going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I think people get so like stuck into this. Well, I launched my podcast. I put it out into the world, build it, and they will come, which is that's not how anything works. <laughs> It sounds like um, almost like a book launch too. You, there's the pre-sales and there's the commercials and there's the, the ads and the whatever. And when the book finally comes, the hype the hype is that what people have uh, in their mind now to take action. Mm-hmm. And so that's educating people as well too. Is you just don't jump into things like that and expect. Uh, a bankroll to come out. And that was well, well described, Alicia. Thanks so much for sharing that. Another myth that we have here about uh, commitments for life. If I get a podcast, it's going to be out there forever and ever and ever for the rest of my life. How do I stop it when I want to stop it? Yeah. So I think that this, depending on your personality, right? So you might be someone who's like, I can start and stop something. Fine. Or you might have a more addictive personality where it's like, I started this thing, I can't stop. And what are what is everyone else going to think if I stop it? And then what are my audience going to do? But 
this is where I like to give people an option, right? Especially when they're not sure if they if podcasting is right for them. Do I have to podcast for years? No. You have full permission. This is me, Alicia, giving you full permission <laughs> to do a mini series podcast. We see big, like Wondery is a big net podcast network. They do this quite often with limited series. Netflix does it with their, they've got their shows that are series, but then they've got their limited series where it's four or five episodes done. That is the end of that show. You can do the same thing with podcasts. So we're looking at this a lot more, especially with the quality of podcasts being really important now and making sure that it's quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. So do you have 10 to 12 things that you can really talk about that your audience really needs to know about or that you feel inclined to talk about? That's a season or that is your limited series full stop. You don't have to keep going after that. If you've covered everything that you need to talk about, then you're good. That's it. It's over. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Well, I took a pause on my uh, my podcast. Uh, I was started this one in 2021 and moved through COVID through this. And when, when COVID lightened up, I guess that's what you're calling it, uh, last year, we wanted to travel. We wanted to see our kids. And we had one, uh, my son was getting married. There was like, you know what? If I can't do it properly, I'm just going to take a little pause. And uh, in September last year, I launched a season two. And mm -hmm. so that makes sense. And you know what? It's allowing, if the audience will allow, you know what? We do need a break. We can't go 52 weeks a year uh, and just just focus on the, on the podcast. We have families and we have interests and we have, you know, crises and happy celebrations to worry about as well too. So I just love that you can give people permission to not feel like a slave or just totally quit. It's okay to be human. I think that's an important thing to say here too. And the other one I have thought about the myths, uh, market research I've written down here. So how do people use the podcast and market research or is, is that a myth too? So the part about market research is something that I will continue to preach until the end of me talking about podcasting. Okay. <laughs> and that is, you see a lot of people that say, launch your podcast in two weeks, launch your podcast in 24 hours, launch your podcast in 30 days. And obviously we very much do not agree with that. I am adamant about that and that you need to take two months at least to really get your point of like get to the point where you're like okay I'm ready to launch and that first part that people miss is that market research before you even press record before you even decide on the name for your podcast before you decide on the core topics that you're going to be talking about look into what other people in your industry are doing if you want to have a podcast about Okay, this is going to sound crazy and you're <laughs> going to think like, what? There is a podcast. I met a woman at a podcasting event where she has a podcast about Pez, like the candy dispenser, the candy dispenser. little <laughs> things. And I was like, okay, this might be a dumb question, but did you just say Pez? <laughs> she was like, yes. And like on her backpack, she's got tons of them just hanging there and there's a whole Pez collecting community. And I was like, what? 
So if you're someone who's like, hey, I want to have a podcast about Pez, you might want to see what are the other podcasts out there? What are they talking about? What is the audience interested in? How long did those podcasts go? That's another thing. So we had a client where she wanted to talk about GMOs. And so we were looking and trying to find research of like, okay, are other are there other podcasts about this? Most of them had stopped after about 25 episodes. There wasn't enough information to have an ongoing show. So it made sense that this would be a limited series. And then she was able to kind of bookend it as like, okay, and I'm done. Right. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. doing that market research, it sets the expectation up for you. It sets the expectation up for the audience right away. You know exactly how you're going into it. You know what topics you're talking about. And then when it comes to actually recording, you're not, okay, what do I do? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah, no. yeah. That's why that market research is so important. Okay. It's, it's so you need a plan, right? Mm-hmm. You need a plan. And, um, what for the audience here, why I called this one feng shui your day. Okay. I've been a feng shui professional for gosh, I, I first learned to feng shui in 1998. I didn't get fully certified until uh, 2012 to do this. So it's a good 10 years of, and the 10 years before that, of course, I'm thinking, I'm learning, I'm listening, I'm asking questions and different things. And I thought, I'm ready now. I have life life experience that goes with the decorating experience, with the feng shui experience and such too. But you can't just boom, everybody needs feng shui. And part of this particular series, Feng Shui Your Day, there's a segue between feng shui and our guest that's here, her products and services in here. And this is a way that you can find your voice. Everyone, feng shui is all Feng Shui is all about the energy and how we have energy ourselves. We have energy in all the materialistic things here, as well as the rocks and the trees and everything else too. And these air waves are like fire. They just, and it's a great way to get the word out. And so again, be careful what you're listening to and be careful who you're listening to, but it's an excellent way to spread those vibes right through it's unlimited and with a podcast it's called an evergreen it'll never die okay so i think that's just brilliant absolutely brilliant now how do we get in touch with you alicia yeah so if you are like oh this podcasting thing sounds interesting maybe it's for me i don't know you can listen to my podcast listeners to leads talks through that beginning stages of launching a podcast, what you're going to need, what you're going to need to know, and a lot of what we talked about today. So you can go to listenerstoleads.com and that will send you to that podcast. Wonderful. Just a little more about Alicia. She's been listening to podcasts since 2015. So she's done her research and she knows what goes into creating a good podcast that catches your audience attention right away. And with multiple lunches under her belt, plus a personal podcast with raving fans, she created a system around podcast launches and management. So you don't have to stress about anything falling through the cracks. I love that. I just love it. So get your information from her website, listenerstoleads.com. So www.listenerstoleads.com. 
And uh, another quirky thing about Alicia before she goes, she loves giraffes. And you know what? That's odd because I love giraffes too. And I haven't met anyone else in the world who collects giraffes except me. And I'm, I'm working under a seven foot giraffe right behind me here. And she looks after me. But giraffes, as you may not know, they're mute. They don't have a vocabulary. They just wander high above everyone else and observe. And it's kind of neat because if you have a special animal that you're attracted to, it could be a totem animal that mirrors your quest in the world. So think about your special animal, its habits and dispositions and hmm, you might learn more about your animal and learn more about yourself at the same time. There's Alicia, fellow giraffe lover. <laughs> If you have a great idea about starting a podcast, talk to Alicia. She'll take care of you. Thanks so much for being here on Feng Shui Your Day. You've inspired us all to reframe podcasting today, and I wish you continued success. Thank you so much, Catherine. And a big thank you to our listeners today. If you found this episode helpful, please comment and share with a friend. I'm Catherine Wilking, host of Feng Shui Your Day, signing off. And together, we can make the world a better place. Bye for now.